Hello there, Dr. Alan Hedberg here with you in the Psychology Report. You know, America is, uh, represents about 5% of the uh, general global population, world population. We're only about 5%. We think we're a large country, but we only represent 5% of the global population. But we consume, as Americans, about 75% of the world's prescription drugs. So we are not only a small nation in a way, but we are a large drug-consuming population of people. And uh, we are probably the most medicated nation in the world so far to ever live. So this is an issue that we need to take a look at. The American people are drug-oriented. We want a quick fix. We want something to change ourselves, change the way we are, change the way that we think, change the way that we feel, change the way that we behave, change the way that we uh, process information and deal with things. We want to change that. And we want the quickest and easiest way to change it. So we have relied upon the drug companies of the world to provide the answer for us, to develop those kind of drugs that will change us quickly in some way, our feelings, our thoughts, our behavior patterns, or whatever. So we are very much oriented towards the quick fix. About one in six people in America, speaking of adults now, one in six people in America are taking at least one of the psychiatric drugs available on the market. One in six. So you can see the enormity of the drug use issue in America and how much we are dependent and are relying upon our medication colleagues called pharmaceutical drug companies. Now when you take that population of people uh, and the amount of drug usage, uh, according to the American Medical Association magazine called Internal Medicine, here's the breakdown. 12% of the adults that are using medication are using an antidepressant. In other words, 12% of the population feels sufficiently depressed that they need and rely upon a medication for depression. And there are probably about 15 different medications that can be used. There are a variety of sources and variety of kinds of medications that can be used for that purpose. But you can see that we're a depressed nation. Now that's only 12% that are using psychiatric medication. They're probably twice that amount, maybe even more, that experience depression but do not use medication. Or they use some other form of uh, way to modify their depression, such as biofeedback training, acupuncture, chiropractic, exercise programs of various kinds, and so on. So that they have used a variety of means to deal with their depression. But you can see how depression is a major emotional issue in our country if 12% of the adult population are using an antidepressant. Then go to anxiety. 8% of the population are using medication for anxiety. Panic attacks, if you will, uh, generalized anxiety, over overwhelmed feelings of fear, uncertainty, insecurity, unsureness, all those kinds of things, but that kind of nervousness, if you will, of anxiety. 8% of the adult population are using such medication. 
And there are a wide variety of medications that can be used to deal with the issue of anxiety, perhaps only to a slight degree. But at least there are medications that are used and can be used and can be used appropriately and to some degree effectively for medication. I mean, for the anxiety uh, uh, disorder, and that's the medication that is chosen. But then go to the more severe kinds of uh, emotional disturbances, and we call them the psychotic patterns of mental illness, and 2% of the adult population are using such medication, psychiatric medication. And uh, in all these cases, there are probably as many more people who ought to be using medication that are not, or that could be using medication but choose not to, have been offered such medication but they prefer not to and others that have tried such medication and get no benefit you know, from the medication, so they don't use it. So it's hard to say from that how many people are actually depressed or anxious or psychotic, but it does say that the medication industry has certainly captured the attention of the American people and have captured the pocketbook of the American people and have captured the desire of the American people. We desire not to be depressed. We desire not to be anxious. We desire not to be psychotic in our thinking and our thought patterns. What about the sales? What does the sales look like? You know, in 2003, according to this study, in uh, Consumer Reports, this was published, in 2003, the sales market field for these kind of medications was $2.8 billion. In 2003, that's was psychiatric drugs, 2.8 billion dollars annually in sales of psychiatric medication. Well, go fast forward, go up to year 2011. You know what the sales was at that point? 18.2 billion. So it went from 2.8 billion to 18.2 billion from 2003 to 2011. So that's an enormous in, in change in the consumer marketplace of the world with the psychiatric medication really being one of the hot ticket items for sales. In other words, we like our medication. And then you have the drug companies who like us. So not only do they sell a medication for, let's say, depression or for anxiety, but they try to find ways in which that same medication can be used for other disorders, whether that be for ADD or ADHD or for a variety of other kind of medical and psychiatric kind of disorders. So in other words, we call that off-label usage. It can be used not only for the primary purpose for which it was designed, but for other reasons as well. And therefore, the sales just escalates that much more. Now, here's the deal. Let's take a look at ethics. The research shows this, that if you're depressed, the very best treatment that you can get is to be in psychotherapy and, along with that, to, to use a small amount of an antidepressant medication if you're depressed. That's the best answer. The combination of a little medication 
and psychotherapy so that the psychotherapy will deal with the issues that are underneath all that depression and can resolve that with you so that then the medication doesn't need to be used. Same with anxiety. That's where the that's where the psychotherapy comes in. Is why are you anxious, and how can you deal with this more effectively, and how can you prevent it, and how can you minimize the anxiety, and how can you resolve it? And sometimes, as that process is taking place, a little anxiety, a little anti-anxiety medication can be helpful, and then you fade it out after a short period of time. I use the rule of thumb: if you can be on an antidepressant, anti-anxiety for three to six months, fine, but then fade out of it. Let's get out of it. And let the psychotherapy proceed during that period of time to help you understand what, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and what you can do about it effectively and live above the level of anxiety or live above the level of depression that otherwise plagues you. That's ethics. So if a doctor gives a medication and prescribes a medication for a depressed person or an anxious person and does not refer them for psychotherapy, that could be challenged from an ethical point of view. Is that doctor practicing medicine ethically? Because we know that medication by itself is less effective. It's less effective than psychotherapy by itself. But the best is the combination of psychotherapy and the medication. Those together seem to produce the best results and the quickest results. The second best is psychotherapy. And the third best, or last place if you will, is the use of medication by itself. So really, from an ethical point of view, a doctor should not only prescribe medication, but make sure that that medication is being used in conjunction with a course of psychotherapy for that particular patient. So we need to work together, you know, on that. So this has been the Psychology Report, and it's interesting to take a look at that, and I uh, pass it on to you for your own understanding and your own benefit, and trust that this will be helpful to you if you're on a medication plan. Make sure you're doing that in conjunction with psychotherapy. This has been Dr. Alan Hedberg and the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. And in there I have a number of books that can be very helpful to you. Dr. Teach Me to Parent, Living Life at Its Best, Achieving and Maintaining a Healthy Lifestyle. I deal with these kind of issues in these books, so I would certainly recommend that you take a look at them. So it's booksbyhedberg.com. Nice to talk to you and bye for now.